Right on radio. Right on radio. On today's program, he served over 20 years in the CIA performing black ops. He was given the job to actually perform the task of the very famous Oklahoma City bombing. That's right, we have the most famous international CIA black ops whistleblower with us today. Cody Snodgrass. But not only do we have Cody, this is such a special show because we also have Jody, who's a U.S. Marine vet who currently serves the vets. She is a spiritual powerhouse. And we have a third guest, another spiritual powerhouse. She was supposed to be the mother of darkness to usher in the Antichrist. Yes, you've heard it right. It is my co-host, Jesse Zaboder, but she sits in the guest chair tonight. And Cody gets on describing some of these black ops, and we use the experience of Jesse and Jody and Cody, not to mention they've killed him a couple times. The man has literally come back from the dead. We explain exactly what tools are being used. He names names, there's places, there's times, but the best part about this show is we learn the weapons of the enemy and we take them and have a more powerful one to point right back at them. That's right, it is dark to light and God does win. Yes, we will prevail. And you were called not only to be in this fight, but to be in this fight together with us. Because where we go one, we go all and we will prevail. Who's right? Who's right? He's right. Right on radio. Right on radio. And welcome back to Right On Radio. My name is Jeff, and I'm here with Jesse. And we have some very, very special guests today. We have people who have served our country at the highest levels. We have a deep ops operative who is probably the most well-known whistleblower in U.S. history. And we also have Jody with us today who has been a veteran who is a veteran and is serving veterans today and she is a prayer warrior but ladies and gentlemen what you are about to hear is explosive information and it's information you need to get out there and you need to spread our guest today 
are Jody and Cody Snodgrass, not both Snodgrass. I don't know if Jody wants her last <laughs> name out there, so I didn't yeah. mention it. But it's La Dolce. Thank you. <laughs> and now Cody has a book out called Choosing the Light. And you can find the book on lightonconspiracy.com slash Cody. I highly suggest you pick up this book and he's not selling this book for his own profit. Everything goes back into the fight and I hear that from other interviews. So I hope it's okay that I shared that. Cody and Jody, welcome to Right On Radio. Thank you. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be here, Jeff. Thanks a lot. It's good to be with Jesse. This is going to be a great show. I got a good feeling right now. It, you, oh, it absolutely is because whenever the truth comes out, and you know our God is all about truth. Uh, his word is the truth, and today there's going to be some truths come out there. And what's going to be shocking about the information that's in this program is how far down our governments and our trusted officials. Even the agencies of our governments have been penetrated by the dark side. And today, you know, if I could start out, Cody, with just if you could give a little bit more detail about your background, and then we're just going to go from there in the conversation. Yeah, my background is uh, back in 1974, I scored in the top 1% on the SAT test, college entrance exams, and physics. Uh, the CIA came to recruit me in the physics department of East Texas State University in the fall of 1975. I did black ops for well over 20 years. We were involved in a bunch of stuff. And uh, then um, I wrote the book. We were involved in uh, high-level government mind control programs, Project Slammer. I died in that program. That's all detailed in the book. And um, I was offered the job to bomb the Murrow Building in the fall of 1990. In October 1994, before anyone heard of Tim McVeigh or anything, and it was a black op. And the reasons why, basically, that that uh, building was bombed was a cover-up of the uh, Gulf War syndrome, namely the vaccines that were given to our troops. They were bogus vaccines. They were untested, kind of like some of this COVID vaccine stuff that's coming out now. So it's very pertinent. For people to know how our, our government covered up the Gulf War syndrome way back in 1991, it also dealt with the cover up of the depleted uranium scandals that were going on back then. That's the real reason the Murrow building was bombed. And so uh, I wrote a book about it, 700 page book, Choosing the Light Dark Secrets of the Oklahoma City Bombing. We were doing interviews all around the world about it. It's got a lot of high level stuff in it. But with Jesse and Jody, you know, I, I touch on one chapter, chapter 10, it's about CIA mind control. And we uh, go through the MK Ultra program. There's MK Delta and Monarch, and there's other colorful figures like Michael Aquino, who is a Satanist, who used the Army as a front for his CIA operations. He was also in the Phoenix Project in Vietnam. Some of my associates were also in that Phoenix Project in Vietnam that I worked with. Uh, they were assassins for the CIA, so we got a lot of high-level stuff, and it's really great to, to have Jody and um, Jesse here to tell their stories because the American people uh, have been, you know, they're hoodwinked. We, we've all been lied to by our government. The deep, dark Satanists, the Illuminati, the New World Order people have infiltrated government on many levels. And so 
this pedophile rings, the sex trafficking rings, the drug rings, um, they, they're all real. And it's, they're at the base of a lot of our policy decisions, but they're hidden. So it's really good to be able to expose this stuff in the light. And uh, people can go to our website over there, lightonconspiracies.com with Ole Domagard. And uh, our books are all donated. He donates his book for free. I donate my book uh, for free. It all goes back into the website and everything. So, And any veterans... Uh, contact me if you want a free copy. We give free copies out um, of the book. So you can contact me through uh, Cody at lightonconspiracies.com and you can get a free copy. So uh, it's a 700-page book. It took four and a half years to write and it's chock full of all kinds of high-level information about sex rings, drug rings, the Murrow building cover-up, depleted uranium, and so forth. So that's I don't want to talk too long. So on, on this program, we cover the sex trafficking, Satanism, and, and, and quite extensively. And obviously, that's why Jesse is here. She's uh, she's quite an asset. And the Oklahoma City bombing was such a big story. But you've documented that really well. I think one of the things I want to pick up on from what you just said, Cody, is the MK Ultra plan and the mind conditioning. And one of the things, it's it's actually people are starting to wake up to what the news is today, that it is all controlled, it is a clown operation. And you know, they can just repeat a lie over and over and over. And when you hear it from multiple different people, even if you see the evidence, you can see video that's contrary to it. As, As a consumer, you can see all the documentation that's contrary to their negative, but mo- a lot of people still won't believe it because they've trusted this. So, Cody, could you explain, and then perhaps we'll bring in Jesse and and Jody as well to give some perspective on this, because really to get people's eyes to open up, which is what we need in this world for the light to shine, people's eyes have to be open to see it. Let's start on this, because it's possibly one of the most dangerous things that we have going today and as even president trump says enemy of the people okay uh so where do you want me to start just uh well give an overview of what the program is and how it works okay yeah um yeah we've done interviews all around the world big detailed interviews on all this i'll just try to give it in a nutshell uh back in uh World War II times, they had the OSS, Office of Strategic Services, run by Alan Dulles back then, uh, and uh, William Donovan and some other guys. And so anyway, uh, they made deals with the Nazis to get some of our, some of their scientific information. And Joseph Mengele, he was the, uh, you know, the angel of death at Auschwitz. They were doing experiments on people and twins. There was also General Ishii from Japan. He ran a unit in Manchuria in northern China when Japan invaded them called Unit 731 and it was a biological weapons and chemical weapons thing. So General MacArthur got General Ishii. They gave him blanket immunity and they got all of the uh, the data from all those covert experiments. And then over on the European side they had uh, uh, William Donovan and all those guys got got the Nazis in a, in a program called uh, Operation Paperclip. And they brought the covert program to bring the Nazi scientists and Joseph Mengele, who's in all the child experiments and all that stuff. And they brought them over here and gave them fake IDs. 
The American, they didn't want the American people knowing they were bringing the enemy over here, and they worked at Los Alamos and other places. I actually had dinner with one of those Nazi scientists uh, in Colorado Springs one time. He's a real old man. One of the CIA agents brought him up here, and we, we had dinner. But um, there's a lot of creepy stuff there. But the bottom line was the MK Ultra Mind Control Program, when the OSS was morphed into the CIA in 1947, when they signed the National Security Act. Now, this is two years after the atomic bombs went off in Nagasaki and Hiroshima. So um, this mind control thing was part of the space race with the Soviets and the Soviets and the KGB. Uh, they were all involved in this this mind control, this new Pandora's box of using mental and spiritual phenomenon to, to control people. And uh, they made sleeper assassins. They did all kinds of things to make a long story short. The CIA was formed in 47, and they began all kinds of experiments. Uh, you know, LSD, sensory deprivation, drugs, opiate-based psychedelics, you name it. And this program ran through the 40s, uh, late 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s. It was later morphed into more advanced type of programs like the Stargate program. Uh, David Morehouse and Joseph Mon Eagle worked as remote viewers where there was 149 sub-programs in the MK Ultra program. And uh, some of them are still classified to this day, but they used sexual trauma, ritual-based sexual abuse to fragment children's minds. Uh, the Montauk boys up at Montauk, uh, Long Island there with the uh, radar base there, that was all part of it. They used uh, McGill University up in Canada in Toronto, uh, they had Dr. Ewan Cameron, who was a uh, psychologist uh, that was running front for the CI. They also used SRI, Stanford Research Institute in California, the psychology department. What they were doing was fragmenting kids' minds, making um, mind control slaves, assassins, sex slaves. One of the most notable ones was uh, Kathy O'Brien. Um, and I've held her hand before and talked to her and she was a presidential model. And she wrote a book called Transformation of America with Mark Phillips, uh, which explained many of the high level presidential and, and, and things that they did. So in a nutshell, they copied this from the Germans and gave them some of the scientists immunity in Operation Paperclip. They brought them over here and then they went underground. And the American people didn't know much about this stuff. And they went all through the 60s, 70s, 80s they were in a war with the Russians on the space race, nuclear weapons, and also this mind control and telekinesis and clairvoyance and all the mental and spiritual phenomena. So um, that's just a basic overview. And then, then they went to Project Slammer later in the 1990s. That's when I was in that program and I was died in that program. I had to be shocked back twice in the hospital. That was in September 91 and that story's in the book. But uh, anyway, I don't want to take up too much time with this. It's just a big history, and that's a basic overview. I'm talking real fast because I want Jesse to come in and, and Jody, because these these women, um, it's a treasure to have them here because they're stepping forward, and they're going to talk about some of the stuff that was done to them. It's not a pleasant subject. It's not for the lighthearted. But if you're going to understand how the dark ones work and how satanic, demonic forces manifest themselves in our military and in the CIA and the DIA and some of these uh, intelligence uh, organizations, 
you have to have this knowledge because you can't fight this knowledge if you ignore it and don't know what they're doing. So it's a real pleasure to have them here. Uh, I hope I gave a succinct category. Absolutely. And, and, and thank you for that. And, and you're absolutely right. And one of the things I've repeated on this show a number of times is the church has let this happen because we've kept our eyes closed and we are supposed to be engaged in this battle. And, and thank you for that overview. And Jody, I want to bring you in here and just, you know, so Cody gave us a good overview of what the program is. And, and I know Jesse has deep experience in this as well. We'll get to her in a moment, but Jody, what, what's the purpose of this program? What are they trying to accomplish? I, I always take everything back to the spiritual. So, you know, we can go all the way back to creation. I mean, Satan hates humanity. So the, the more I follow this throughout the years, what I'm seeing is uh, an attack on humanity. Now we're seeing where they're trying to take us to transhumanism uh, through their vaccine programs and some of the other things. So I believe this has just been, uh, it's almost as if darkness has used humanity as a toy. Uh, let's see how we can destroy God's creation, how can we can manipulate uh, what God made. We have to remember Satan's not a creator, he's a copycat. And he's and trying he to get us to ask for it. Right, exactly. You know, and, and through what? Through deception. And I have a little coin saying, I always say we've been deceived since Eve. And, you know, I've often prayed and begged the Father, give us enough light to see the truth. Because if if a man knew the demon behind the pretty woman trying to get him to cheat on his wife, would he take that choice if he saw the destruction that would happen to his life right after? So the deception is what we're fighting. And how do we fight that? We can't fight it physically. We have to fight it in the spirit. So we are at war. The sad part is the enemy has figured out how to get the church to sleep, how to get the church to fight against itself how we walk in judgment, you know, against one another, um, rather than, you know, uh, seeking the God of the universe, we, we seek uh, prophets who, you know, the Bible says many false prophets will rise in that day, you know, so, you know, they're trying to have prophet after prophet, what's going to happen in 2020, what's going to happen, we need to quiet our spirits, join together, and seek the God of the universe who will give us those answers. I have goosebumps talking to you. And he will direct us as necessary. You know, um, what David did when he was at war was he would say, you know, God, do I go into war today? And the Lord would say, go, I'll be with you. Or he'd say, nope, stay home, you know? And the one time David stayed home, he got himself in a lot of trouble and even lost a child over it. So we need to learn to submit all things, move when God says move, and keep our eyes on him so we're not distracted by the things that the enemy tries to deceive us with. But what I find as a veteran of the United States Marine Corps, very proud of that, um, is that, you know, the experiments and a lot of the shots, they use the military because you can't say no you know and you're saying that they're trying to get us to ask for it it's almost the same thing you know you have uh, people saying they're going to put you back in chains they're going to do that it's a fear tactic to get you to ask for enslavement and uh, I see it in the spirit realm I see it in the military and I see it in the civilian world so we're fighting on many fronts so we have to unite and stand together absolutely very well said and Jesse with 
with these programs and we know how a propaganda brainwashes everyone who's you know out there listening to mainstream media and you know following the narrative but i want to get beyond that and tell tell the people the power of what this stargate type program has and what your experience is and by the way we yesterday's program we had a we were talking about uh jonah reef who was a very special child you know stolen for these purposes of the uh, the luciferian side and so you know for them to go to such great extents through all the bureaucracies and everything to to do this there has to be something real about it and jesse talk about the power that is in this that the enemy uses against us yeah um since i was little he has had just one agenda satan completely believes that he will usurp the throne of god and be god and how he plans to do that is through raising up the antichrist where we come in is um i've talked about on some of the shows spiritual gates and these are you know the best way to describe them simply is is there's portals between the earth and the heavenlies and the lower realms and these demons the angels um they dwell in these in these areas in these other realms and so um you know all of these people that were brought over you know as Cody talked about project paperclip these nazis who were brought over from germany were highly bred people who specialized in different forms of black magic and witchcraft and they had learned centuries ago that you know this the spiritual gates open through praise and thanksgiving and and that's even in scripture it's you know there's verses that say enter his gates with thanksgiving in your heart enter his courts with praise So, you know, as they started to study this stuff, they realized that at a quantum level, you know, there's frequencies, there's resonance, there's harmony, there's light waves that God has created. And all these things are part of these spiritual gates and they figured out how to try to manipulate and operate those gates through false things because, you know, Satan can't just praise God and open the gates. Now, there is something interesting about this that, you know, scripture tells us both in the book of Job and in Zechariah that Satan approaches God's throne all the time whenever he wants. He has to approach God to get permission for everything that he does because he is not sovereign. He does not have control over everything. The Lord's given him temporary rule or dominion over this earth, over mankind, but ultimately, you know, he still has to ask that permission for everything that he wants to do. So Jesse, how how do they use this as a tool against us? What what can they do with this remote viewing and and remote assassinations? Can they reach someone on a submarine for instance? Yes, yeah, so um You know, I start I've talked a little bit. I started off in Project Looking Glass where you you see the future and they would use children to divine or um see the future and then from that they would step by step decide, you know, do we want that to happen? Are there changes along the way? You know, if we made a different decision, could we change that? Um 
you know, when I got to the further experiments, you know, I was in um, Star Wars now and then in what they called um, when I was in, it was the voice of God project. I've now found out that that project was very interconnected with project Phoenix, uh, project star streak, uh, grill flame. So, um, they used a lot of the remote viewing and I should clarify that there's two different types of remote viewing. And I am getting to your question, Jeff, I haven't forgotten, but, um, I, I think this will add and explain a little better. Um, so with this, um, they have remote viewers where literally your spirit leaves your body and that's called astral projection. So the person's physical body would be one place while their spirit was another. Um, the type of remote viewer that I am, my spirit and body do not separate. I see everything as in a vision. Um, there is, you know, no time, no um, hindrances in that. The Lord just shows me and so I could be you know something also seeing another place in through the spirit world uh as if I was as if I was there so um the extent that they used it was that um you know they would have us children interface with this spiritual gate um they would either show us a picture or give a name or um a place and then we were to locate that in the spirit world. And um, we, we could interact with people. So if I put my hand on somebody, they could feel that. Even though, you know, that person may be in another country around the world. Um, with me, you know, I had the ability, both me and my training partner had the ability to heal people. So we could very easily, you know, when they had special operatives who were injured um, on the battlefield, we could show up and and be ministering healing to that person until triage or an actual medical uh, person could get there on the ground. So those were some of the things that they used it for. Um, it also could be used as a weapon. So, you know, there were times that they would um, want people to um, cause confusion for other people or hit their finances. You could take their tires out while they're driving, you know, send animals in front of the road in front of them. Um, you know, you could literally stop them on the sidewalk so that somebody could walk past them and take them out. So um, th that was some of that. The full extent of it um, with me and my training partner was that, um, and I, I don't have the right words for this, so you, everybody's going to have to forgive me, but um, what happened was that when we, we opened the spiritual gate, they have the ancient ones, and they were trying to open more than one through CERN. Um, right now, CERN is just connected to you know, a couple of the big gates, but they were trying to open all five of the major spiritual gates at one time. And that's so Satan can bring his army through. And when that happened, literally a tornado of fire came down from the heavenlies from the Lord. And, um, you know, I, as far as I know, I'm the lo longest period of time or 
and the person who could hold those gates open the longest altogether. When they released, when I asked God to close them, and that was against the enemy's will, um, the fire dispersed and it didn't kill anybody who was in the room, but there were 3,000 people in the facility in that Chicago dumb base um, that were in adjoining rooms that lost their lives that day. Um, so, you know, this is the EMPs, a lot of the um, using light as a weapon. That's the extent of where they're going with this with some of these children. Wow. This is, so there's a couple things that I want to pick up on here. And I'm going to come back to you first, Cody. But it, what the couple things I want to pick up on is, first of all, just a commentary. It's my understanding that, you know, some demons cannot leave hell. He has some demons that can pass, but some were so bad, they're never supposed to escape. And that's part of opening the gates is to, you know, strengthen his army with these super, super bad guys. And so I want to talk about CERN a little bit more because a lot of people don't realize the purpose of it. And by the way, if you've never watched the opening ceremony for CERN, how demonic it was, it was it's incredible. And I believe they actually reveal Satan's face in it. Uh, but Cody, you died because of this type of thing. You died in the hospital with, through an attack using this spiritual warfare. Right, that was in uh, Project Slammer. That was begun in 1984 to 1985. We had several high-level people defect to the Soviets. One of them was our station chief, CIA station chief in Moscow. His name was Aldrich Ames. And uh, he got back to Langley, was finishing out his 20. The KGB turned him over there and uh, they busted him for selling secrets to the Russians. Also was uh, Robert Walker. Uh, there was a, a, um, a guy that was selling telemetry secrets for Polaris submarines. Um, there was another FBI agent, 26 year veteran that had um, counter, counterintelligence veteran that had been turned by the KGB here in the States and he was selling secrets. So they started Project Slammer. They had two parts to it, a, a vanilla part and a black part, a above board part. And they sold it to Congress to get the funding as a way to, to do a study on why our spies were turning. And then they were gonna create a psychological battery of tests to um, you know filter people out before they went to the CIA or the FBI so that, uh, or the DIA or intelligence NSA so that, um, you know, they could kind of nip it in the bud. And the NSA, the DIA, Navy and Air Force Intelligence participated. That was Robert Hansen was the guy's name uh, for the FBI, the 26-year counterintelligence guy. But that was a 10-year study. And I was in the black ops part of it. And in that part of it, they were using all of this psychological testing and stuff uh, as a way to study psychics and a way to harness mental energy and actually a way to project like Jesse was talking about projecting spirits out of the body to do work now remote viewers in the Stargate program like David Morehouse and Joseph McMoneagle and Ingo Swan that was a, uh, he was from Israel and they hired him a high-level psychic at the SRI Stanford Research Institute in the early 70s they came up with remote viewing protocols. 
but this this program project slammer was not just to go remote view soviet russian silos or battlefields like jesse's talking about um it was actually a way to use psychic energy to do work to attack people with psychic attack it was the perfect way to assassinate people with no bullets you know no poisons you didn't have to send a physical agent you could use psychic energy and what they did to me was um we were on a prolonged psychic attack uh the uh government psychics would come in every night between two and four a.m and interrupt the REM sleep patterns and what happens when that happens over a period of time it alters the uh, serotonin and melatonin uh, output in uh, the endocrine system in the pineal gland and so what happens over a prolonged period of time your levels of hormones change and with acute serotonin imbalance uh, you know the neurotransmitters epinephrine and all that stuff's tied into this it regulates your circadian rhythm renal kidney function all kinds of stuff well what what happens is when you have a severe serotonin imbalance it uh, restricts the duodenum in your stomach and then your food will putrefy and you'll you can die from food poisoning or get very sick so the CI was experimenting with this as an assassination technique so they'd have no blowback, you know, no, no, uh, it just looks like food poisoning and it mimics what's called pyloric stenosis. And that's what they hit me with. And um, I, when I died in the hospital from it, um, you know, I was defecating and, you know, throwing up. I was in convulsions. None of the civilian doctors had a clue that what they were seeing was a, a CIA assassination program. And so I managed to survive through that and all and then began studying a lot of the spiritual stuff like Jesse's talking about the gate gateways the portals and and I've learned a tremendous amount about all of it but that that's in a, a nutshell and I go through the whole detailed story of that in the book Project Slammer um, and most people have never heard of Project Slammer but the ones in the Intel community know about it and um, the the black ops part of it is even it's highly restricted it's real secret because it was a, a, a key, like Jesse's talking about, you know, they can project someone in and kind of take someone over and make them turn a wheel on a car and, and run into something. Uh, they they were experimenting on, on Russian submarine commanders, you know, and, and making them push a button. They were trying to project spiritual and psychic power out to do work. And this is an abomination. It's a misuse of the darkness. We all have spiritual power and people can remote view and do all kinds of things. People have prophecy. Jody's a prophet. You know, Ezekiel was a prophet. And some people have that power. But um, this is a misuse by the satanic forces and the dark ones to twist and turn our God-given gifts into uh, darkness. And uh, that's why I wrote the book was to help expose this. And I'm glad Jesse's stepping forward and Jody's here because everyone has to learn this stuff or they they can use this stuff against you without your knowledge. So you bring up such an important point about our spiritual gifts. Most people, most Christians do not know how powerful we actually are. And this is part of us waking up to find out because we're gonna live in a completely different world. And I'm gonna come to you for that in a second, Jody, if you don't mind. But Cody, just before I do, uh, because you were attacked in this way, 
just to give the listening audience a little bit of perspective, why did they come after you and what happened when you died? Yeah, okay. Yeah. They came after me because I was involved in some domestic operations here in the state. They were illegal at the time. Um, our CIA has has got a license to operate domestically now after the Patriot Act, uh, after 9-11. But back in this time period, uh, we were doing illegal black ops inside the country. And uh, one of my associates in our team was a son of a CIA agent over in Bangkok, Thailand, and my associate lost his life during the operation, as well as two other agents. And um, his dad blamed me. And so they began to target me, but they couldn't get anyone close to me. They've sent me several assassins and none of them are any, are no, they're no longer with us. But, um, you know, this is real heavy stuff. And, uh, so they were doing this Project Slammer stuff, and they needed people to test it on. And so they chose me to try to terminate me with this stuff. Because like I said, they, I had five civilian doctors in there. They ran three days worth of tests, blood tests, every kind of test you can think of. And no one knew what was going on. And so, you know, it looks like food poisoning. And that's a real common way to, to kill someone and just walk away, you know, with no blowback, no traces. So anyway, that's how I got uh, targeted for that. And then what happened was after about six months of all this, when I died and came back, I was in a wheelchair for a while. I had to rehabilitate. Then uh, a couple of months after that, the uh, people that they sent to me, they died mysteriously. And so I'm alive and they're dead and they were the dark ones. And so I'm telling this story. I wrote that book about highly esoteric stuff, like what Jesse's talking about, but the stuff's absolutely real. And if you're going to understand the higher level of the Satanism and Illuminati and all this stuff, you've got to understand this. The net, the Nazis had the SS occult division and that was a special division within the SS. And they even went over to, um, uh, they got the spear of Lazarus as they they ran through Europe and they looted out the, the paintings and the art. The Spear of Lazarus was the one that stuck Jesus on the cross. Uh, they believed that any army that had that before them would be invincible. They also went to the Oracle at Delphi and they took out some artifacts. I talked to Annie Jacobson who wrote that book, uh, Operation Paperclip on a Coast to Coast AM interview. And I told her about that. She goes, very few people know about that, you know, and but it's all real. The Nazis were high level into all this black magic, spiritualism, Satanism, remote viewing, astral projection, all of it. And and that's why they recruited so many of them to come in a, a Operation Paperclip. And then now, there was a second part of this question. What was it? I'm sorry. What happened when you actually died? Okay, yeah, when I died, um, we were in the ER room in a civilian hospital it was in Las Vegas, Nevada. We had went out to the Soldier of Fortune show. I took about $75,000 worth of machine guns and stuff out there to do a shoot at the at the Soldier of Fortune show. And that was a cover for us meeting some CI agents from Bogota and some other places there. But anyway, uh, when I died, um, I had to go to the bathroom. I had severe diarrhea, just like you do with uh, food poisoning. 
and I got real weak and passed out. They put me in an ambulance and they put me in there. And then when I died, I was laying there on the on my table and the, there was a guy beside me on the ER room and he died and his machine flatlined. And the two nurses said, this one's gone, let's go to the next one. And they started cutting my clothes off and stuff. And I went in convulsions and everything. And then my head rolled over and I was looking at my heart machine beeping, you know, and then I saw it flatline. And I heard the beep, you know, and then I got the black tunnel and uh the next thing i know it was like i was my spirit was moving through white cotton or a white cloud and i got up above that we call that the veil you know it's a dimensional veil uh and i i was looking down on my body and the nurses cutting my clothes off and stuff and they wheeled in a defib machine two doctors came in i could see it all plainly and i could see the spirit of the guy that had died beside me. It was kind of a silvery, whitish orb uh, floating over him. And both our machines were flatlining. And then they shocked me with the defib paddles and I felt like I was being sucked through white cotton. And I, I, I regained consciousness and the doctor was shaking me. He had his face right over my head yelling, you know, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. And it kind of repulsed me because it was like a, gay guy or something wanting to kiss me is what I felt like. I just turned my head away from him and looked back at my machine and then it was beating and then it flatlined again. And the same process happened. I, I went through the white cotton. I looked down. Um, they, they got the defib machine ready again to shock me. And at that moment, there was a silvery white, whitish orb that appeared beside me. And I learned it was my guardian angel, Aria, that's her name. And she said, do you want to go back? And I thought, no, are you crazy, you know? Uh, and she said, if you want to go back to do the great light work, I will go with you. And I thought about it for a minute and I realized what a mess I'd made of my life. I mean, I, I used to have Cadillac limousines and Ferraris and you know, lots of money and all kinds of stuff, but I was greedy and I was selfish and I hurt a lot of people who did a lot of bad things. Okay, and I realized I'd made a mess of my life, and this was my time to uh, make up for it. You know, clear the karma. And so I said, okay, I will. And when I, then they shocked me with the defib paddles, and I went back through the white, it was like, just like a white cloud. And I woke back up, and the doctor was shaking me and all, and I stayed in my body. And uh, I was in a wheelchair for quite a while, and had to go through a lot of physical therapy and stuff. And uh, I made it my goal to find out why. Uh, how all this stuff works, how the pineal gland works, how psychic phenomena work, how everything, all of it. And I know a whole lot of stuff. I don't want to take up the whole show here, but um, I know how a lot of this stuff works now. And I have degrees in mathematics and physics. When I was working on my master of science degree in physics, I got to fly the space shuttle simulator down there at NASA. So I met a lot of high level people and a lot of covert uh, black ops type people and defense intelligence agency in different places so i got a lot of knowledge about it but that's a nutshell about my near-death experience i never really believed in it too much i was raised methodist i have a bible from 1963 uh, i still have it but i never really experienced it and we are eternal beings of light we are all sparks of god we are spiritual beings of light that's that's our true identity these earth walks we do are just other manifestations of it and uh oh anyway that's just a basic 
basic overview of a big subject. So what's amazing and why I wanted to get that out is, you know, the, the title of your book that's on lightonconspiracies.com slash Cody right now is Choosing the Light. And ladies and gentlemen, you just heard of someone who went into the spiritual realm and came back and chose the light and he's fighting. So Jody, we, you know, we've learned through this conversation so far. We're talking about the spiritual gates. We're talking about uh, this, this warfare that the enemy has employed against us. And by the way, for the listening audience, you know, we've had the Bible for a few years in our hands. The enemy has been reading it since its inception. And he knows <laughs> it really well. And he has trained the Luciferians, which are in mass, how to use these things you know, stuff that we should be doing, but they are using it against us. So Jody, in the spirit, what do you see as our tools here to start fighting back? So uh, there's a scripture that talks about, on uh, I can't think of where it is right now, but um, that the children of darkness are wiser than the children of light. And the Lord didn't mean wise, like, you know, should I go left or right? He was talking about those things. The Luciferian believe that uh, God is the evil one because he wants to keep information from us. And so what everything always leads me back to Ephesians, the sixth chapter that, uh, from verse 10 down, which you, uh, you're smiling. So I know, you know, <laughs> so that, you know, he talks about that, you know, uh, we have to be strong. He lays a little foundation, children respect parents, husband and wife. It's, it's just telling us to do the right things. And then he says, and now finally, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might, because, uh, you know, we're, we're facing an enemy that is spiritual. He says that, you know, our, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, you know, um, but we fight against principalities, powers, rulers of darkness in high places, you know, and he talks about fiery darts. The enemy has darts. And he tells us, having done all to stand, stand. So does this mean it's going to be the little pet on the hair, all oh, you had to deal with the devil today? No, it means you better get your butt on your knees and start praying. You need to follow the word of God to the T, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, becoming uh, the mind of Christ. How do you do all these things? Through faith, which comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. The enemy does know the Bible, which is why when people say, oh, so-and-so knows the Bible so well, that doesn't impress me. Jesus came, he came as man. He could have come as God, and he didn't. When he, when he came as man, if the man is made a little lower than the angels, what do you think Lucifer felt when he took him to the mountain and he was talking down at Jesus? Because Jesus at that moment was made a little lower. But through God's word and his connection to the Father, he was able to defeat Satan on every turn. And does Satan know everything? He does not. Because if he had, if he did have the ability to know everything, he would not have crucified the Lord of glory. So our power and authority isn't coming from us. It's coming from the Christ in us, the Holy Spirit. I see so many New Agers um, that say that stuff to me. And they're like, well, we're light. We're, well, if you want my light, it's going to be a dark room because my light is not that bright. <laughs> But, you know, uh, the light of Christ in me shines bright and people will walk up to me and say, there's something different about you. And and it's not me because I don't want them to see Jody. I want them to see Jesus. And in seeing Jesus, I want Jesus to uh, point them to the Father. He said that they may be one with you like we, you know, like I am one. So we defeat him through 
um, the armor that he has taught us about in Ephesians 6. We defeat him through light. Uh, it's, I think it's 1 John, first chapter, verse 5. He says, God is light, and in him there's no darkness. And, he's, and he says, put on the armor of light in, in Romans. I think it's the 12th uh, chapter, 11 first. So we have weapons. The enemies comes off so scary because they just do whatever the heck they want. <laughs> Jesse will tell you that, you know, they, they decide that someone's going to die. They think that person's going to die. They can mess with you like Cody's talking about through your mind. So what do we do? We have to have the mind of Christ. We have to fill our temple with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says when a house is clean, that means you've received Jesus. That enemy goes looking for seven guys tougher than himself. And he comes back to see if it hasn't been filled with the Holy Spirit. If it hasn't been filled, he brings those guys in and now you're in a worse state. So the Lord has given us such battle plans that if we were to pay attention to them, and I can tell you this from a fact, that the gates of hell will shake because they are not going to prevail against the church, meaning the body of people who truly believe what God says and his sovereignty. And the Lord had shown me a vision. I was in prayer with someone. And I saw a vision of the holiest of holies, that the, the veil that was rent in two. And I saw it being pulled over like open, like um, Superman's shirt, you know, where you, you're about to see the big S, you know. And uh, the Lord said to me, I'm opening uh, and I'm going to be revealing myself in great and mighty ways. But my people have forgotten my sovereignty, my might, my power and my authority. And then I saw a hand in the spirit and it was holding down something. And I, and I couldn't see what it was, but the Lord said to me, my hand is holding back the enemy for the remnant. So I have goosebumps telling you this. I know that if we are plugged into the Lord Jesus Christ, to our Father, we, have, we listen and we're intent and we pay attention to the Word of God. And we don't fight each other on, on doctrine or, you know, the Lord has people who love Him everywhere you know so if we do that then we will see god's hand move in such great and mighty ways and we will defeat the enemy on every turn so um is he powerful maybe to people who fear him but not to me satan is amen. not powerful <laughs> amen well said jody well said so yeah, a couple key things in that jody uh, first of all mm -hmm. it's it's in his strength but yet we have to do our part you know i, I right, think of right. Moses, he had to put the rod into the sea for it exactly. to go. So there was action that needed to be taken. But I've often said that the Holy Spirit is our unfair advantage. And I say it's unfair because God's power is so much greater than the enemy's. So much oh, yeah. greater. It, it's not nearly a fair fight. So, Jesse, in this, the enemy uses such sophistication. You know, we've talked a little bit without great explanation about ley lines and and these gates and some of the tools. What are some of these secret tools that the enemy has used against us that believers could start to access and start to work in our calling using these things that were created by God? Yeah, uh, the first thing the enemy does is, you know, he tries to take your tools away from you and the most powerful tool that we do have is exactly what Jody was talking about, the Word of God. Um, people, a lot of people will say, oh, it's, 
either just a historical document or it's been so messed with by men that it's lost all its power. Um, what I found is that it literally is a war manual. Um, if you read through scripture, over 95% of everything that's in there deals with war and battle and stories and strategy. Um, so we have so much that's in there. And so the first thing the enemy does is he, you know, he attacks us and tries to keep us from being in the word. He doesn't want us to know it. He, he, you know, because once we know it, we know when he's lying or when he's twisting it, when he's using it in a false way. But we also know how to combat that. So that's the last thing he wants is us, you know, operating in the full measure of Christ in who we are and coming against him you know, with this powerful sword and weapon that God's given us his word. The second area he's really going to hit us in is in that relationship with Christ. Um, you know, as we talk about Ephesians 6 and the pieces of the armor, you know, we've got our loins girded with truth. We've got the breastplate of righteousness. We have our feet shod with the preparation of the gospel of peace. We have the shield of faith the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit, which is his word. And people forget the very next verse. It says, and put on a spirit of prayer. And that's where the Holy Spirit fits in, is that we've got the spirit of God that comes upon us and puts every piece of that armor in its place so that we are untouchable to the enemy. Um, the last place the enemy hits us is, in our relationships with one another you know the lord didn't make us just to be a singular person we literally are a body we're meant to function together we all have a purpose a reason we have different spiritual gifts for different reasons and the enemy wants to keep us from using those things from coming together Yet, um, you know, people don't realize this. The enemy is, like we said, he's very aware of the word. So, you know, as you start to, if you're studying the occult and the system, these are the exact principles he's using. Um, our friend Brian Cole, who came on, you know, he testifies that he was, you know, this high level Satanist. And when he got into that, you know, um, recovery group and he opened up, the book and started reading the Bible literally verse for verse was one of the spells he was very aware of, you know, Lord cleanse me with hyssop and I will be clean. You know, so the enemy uses that word even in their spell books, their black magic, their sex magic. Um, they are just so ingrained in it. And, um, you know, with that, um, you know, we have to remember that this enemy is already defeated. And so one of the things, you know, Jody and I in our group with Illuminate the Darkness, we've really been bringing out, you know, what are our weapons? How do we use these? Um, I'm somebody who really pushes the spiritual disciplines because what I found is that these are different methods or ways to wield our sword. So one of the, an example of that would be, you know, a lot of people suffer from anxiety and the enemy gets us in this mode where we're over anxious, we're worrying. And what do we do? We, we turn to pharmaceuticals because, you know, we can't control it. 
And it's, it's really, it's not a physical problem. The majority of the time, it, it's a spiritual, emotional issue. And, um, you know, you go to Philippians 4, verse 6, it gives us not, not a pill that's going to, you know, keep the symptoms at bay. Because, you know, if you talk to people of anxiety and, and they're on these pills, that those pills don't heal. They don't cure them. They just control and manage the symptom. Yet in God's word, you know, it says, be anxious for nothing. The first thing, that's a command. So you have to come into surrender before the Lord and say, okay, Lord, I'm yielding to your will. When that anxiety hits, I'm going to choose that I'm not going to be anxious. Then it tells us how, you know, we put this, how we submit that anxiety we're to submit it through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So as we start to pray and, you know, we submit our, our will to God and we say, okay, Lord, you know, forgive me for this anxiety. I'm looking to you for help. And, um, you know, I'm going to thank you, trusting that you are going to take this anxiety from me. And we, and we start to pray that way. And then it says, you know, what's the next part is, um, what is it with prayer supplication and thanksgiving let your requests be made known to god and so that's the next step that we take you know we say okay lord take this anxiety from me that's my request i want you to lift it from me i want the peace of god i want to be able to trust you in this moment um, through this trial and then we're given the promise, the outcome, that as we put this discipline into practice, it says the peace of God will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So weapon after weapon is in this book, this word of God. And, you know, the church really has failed. We have not been t teaching people how to put this weapon into practice. Um, you know, I, it, I'm really hoping that it, that half of the people who listen to this broadcast are unbelievers. And to those unbelievers, I'm just going to make a couple quick comments. First of all, you know, the book has been, you know, rewritten. That's what everyone says. It's a bunch of mumbo jumbo. Ladies and gentlemen, if God can create the heavens and the earth, this complete ecostructure, he can make you, he can put all the stars in the sky, he can keep a book together. Secondly, the, a comment about the Bible, it is a supernatural book. Prove me wrong. It's a supernatural book, and unless you have the spirit, you will not be able to understand. Einstein would not be able to understand the Bible. If you are an unbeliever, ask God to let you understand the Bible and you will feel this word wash you as it comes over top of you. It is absolutely supernatural. God guarantees you a supernatural experience and he guarantees if you come to him and you ask, really seeking, if you come to God saying, because you really want him not to come, he won't come. If you really want to prove it wrong and go on in your unbelief, he will not come. But if you actually, with, with your heart open, say, God, if you're real, come to me. He will. It's his promise. And God cannot break 
his promises. Cody, you were probably as far gone as possible being a special ops guy and all this, and God called you. So God, it doesn't matter how bad you've been in the world, God can use you. And you know, you, you've you done some things that you were paid for even, uh, but yet God's using you in a mighty way. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I learned, I walked with the dark ones, okay, at the highest levels. The last time uh, I talked to some CIA agents, you know, they, they asked me direct questions about the sitting president of the United States. You know, we operate at a very, very high level. Uh, Operation Centaur Rose, Jade Bridge, Screw Worm, Snowmass, uh, on and on. A lot of them are detailed in that book. But at the first of my book, uh, I, I have a quote when you open it. Everything that is hidden will be found out and every secret will be known. Whatever I say to you in the dark, you must tell in the light. Don't be afraid of people. They can kill you, but they cannot harm your soul. That's from Luke 12, 2, 7. And so uh, the spiritual stuff that jo uh, Jody just talked about and Jesse, it's very powerful. We have these tools. We have these things. Uh, the dark ones want to hide them from us. They work from deception and trickery. They trick us into giving our own God-given powers away. We give them away to bankers. We give them away to politicians. We give them away to preachers or whoever. Um, I gave my power away for money. I was real greedy. We made a lot of money and did a lot of things. We had the best cocaine in the whole world. Uh, my girlfriend uh, had dinner with Pablo Escobar, you know, the biggest cocaine dealer in the world down there. Um, you know, we, we just operate at a real high level, but my calling now is like Jesse's and like Jody's. We've all been through traumas. My trauma, I was so pig-headed and ignorant and greedy and caught up in my own lower life that I realized there's a higher service. You know, do you want to serve yourself or do you want to serve others? And that was the change. And it took a near-death experience and all the bad stuff that happened for me to, to do that. And now, you know, we do healing work. We do counseling. We never charge money. I'm, I already made a bunch of money, so I don't worry about money. But um, we, we do everything for free. We try to help people and turn that light on in their head that there's higher things. This is a mental battle, a physical battle, spiritual, emotional. And the dark ones, a lot of times win some of them. Uh, you know, but we're here to stand for the light. And no matter what happens, even speaking truth to power like the CIA, you know, I was really afraid at first to, to write this book and start speaking out against them. God bless Jody. God bless Jesse for having the courage, you know, to speak the truth to these dark powers and principalities that rule this world. And so, um, yeah, they're using, I'm being used, uh, I think of Christ almost every day when I think that my problems are bad or, or whatever, I picture Jesus Christ on that cross. And I mean, he's somebody I look up to, even though he was in terrible pain and being hurt and uh, basically tortured, you know, with the spikes through his feet and all that stuff, he still was showing Satan and the devil that he could not win, that he would still love his fellow man. He prayed for him, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do, you know. Uh, it was 
his message to us that the devil could not defeat him through fear of death and that's one of the biggest things we all have i had to face that in the cia was was the fear of death we were constantly we've been shot at i've seen people get their heads decapitated in iraq and all kinds of stuff but um you can't let that fear take over because that's satan's most powerful tool so uh step over that like jesse's talking about um use these the armor the breastplate uh, use these spiritual tools, and then we can affect great light in this world. But if we're ignorant and complacent and greedy for ourselves, the world will go down. It'll degenerate, and things will get ugly, and Satan will win. Yeah, and so the word is so powerful, and, and a skeptic would say, you can't just say something using the word of God and the enemy's going to disappear. <laughs> the, you know, the, the gates of hell shall not prevail. But the enemy still thinks he's going to win this battle. He's not. And, you know, we're just kind of coming up towards the end of the show. And by the way, I really hope Code hit Jody. He'll come back on with Jesse and I uh, because we can dig so much deeper. I like to keep the episodes a little bit shorter so people aren't scared to uh, to join them. But I always like to end on a, on a kind of a positive note. So I'm just going to put this out to, uh, to anyone who wants to speak. Uh, does anyone have any prophetic vision into the next little while and i'm not asking to predict elections or anything like that uh, unless you feel comfortable in it but right now we have an alliance fighting for us and is the alliance going to be successful at least in the short term does anyone have a word on that go uh, ahead jody i'll go ahead or right, jesse you want to go first and then i'll go ahead and go first Okay, so I definitely believe that they will be successful. And the reason I, I believe that is because of a lot of the prophetic that God has brought through. Um, Satan, first of all, never wins. Uh, he is not allowed to do what he thinks he can do. He's trying to bum rush the end. Um, and he's not allowed to do it without the Lord's permission, uh, like Jesse was talking about. So will there be a time when he will be set free? You know, man, like uh, Cody was saying, is giving up his authority to the enemy when he submits himself to the enemy. And the enemy's actually using man's authority against himself. So, but when I, you know, I was, we were talking a minute ago, we talked about the armor and I just happened to turn and I read Joel, the second chapter, you know, he talks about blowing a, a, a in Zion. And I believe this is where we're at. He's, he's like, there will be an appearance of horses and, and, um, and men. Uh, they shall run and then verse 5 like the noise of chariots on the top of the mountains they shall leap and the noise of the flames of fire they shall devour the stubble as a strong people set in battle array we need to get in battle array we need to stand with these men who are doing this they're there before us Trump has it right when he says they don't hate me they hate you you know but he says before their face the people shall be much pained all faces shall gather in blackness but they shall run like mighty men. They shall climb the wall like men of war. They shall march everyone on his way and they shall not break ranks. And then you go down uh, to verse 11 and it says, the Lord shall utter his voice before his army. His camp is very great. He is strong that executeth his word. The day of the Lord is great and very terrible. And who can abide? We can abide in him. The enemy cannot. So I believe that what we're going to see is that the Lord is going to take the time.
time and give us uh there's going to be some craziness after the election i believe trump is going to win but it will be short i believe that eventually things will calm down and we will see a time and a season where the church better stay awake and we better get the word out there to the people that the lord god almighty he is giving us a final opportunity to spread the gospel to to let people know that there is hope because what we're seeing today is nothing compared to when the lord lifts his hand away like he was saying you know to me and that's in that vision so um i believe yes i believe that all things are going to turn the enemy is not in control right now uh he is a deceiver so when you feel it's the darkness worship the lord give god all the glory and let god show you that he is in control no matter what it looks like so and that's just mm. let thank you Amen. For god lets god lets bad things happen because people have to see it to really believe it and to turn away. Jesse, what do you got for us? Yeah, the same thing. Um, <laughs> now the Lord is raising up a mighty army and you know, part of that army's job is to go into the land. And um, there was a probably about five years ago, the Lord started really putting the book of Ruth on my heart. And that was when I had not read a whole lot. And you know, I was just facing all of these mountains or, you know, I call them mountains, giants, obstacles. It seemed like everywhere I turned there just, you know, I was hit so hard by the enemy. I just couldn't make any advances anywhere. And one day I'm driving and I just see, you know, these wheat fields that have been plowed. And all of a sudden I start noticing all the wheat that's along the fence line. And immediately the Lord brought to me the passage in Ruth where you know, she asked permission to follow behind the servants and to glean the wheat that's been left on the ground. And when I thought of that, I just started bawling. I thought of all these people in darkness and, you know, I could remember being a child and, you know, hearing other children that were stuck in these tunnels or these underground systems. And, you know, when nobody else was listening, when it was safe, that's when they'd be crying out and, you know, just wanting to be out of that darkness. And um, in that passage, you know, Ruth is permitted to go behind those servants and gather that wheat. And usually, you know, whatever wheat was on the ground, it, it was considered expendable. It was gone. It was lost. Um, there was no value to it. Yet here, Ruth gathered so much her apron was overflowing, and when she went back to her mother-in-law, her mother was mother-in-law was like, "Where did you get all of that?" You know, and and so I think that you know, for me, the Lord's given us this time before the Antichrist comes, and He promises throughout many different scriptures. You know, Micah four is a big one. He says, "You know, I will." will call forth the lame, the afflicted, the oppressed, and I will make them into a mighty army. And he talks about this day of the Lord that's coming. And who are the people who are in his army? It's those who have been captive that he set free. Those who have been so afflicted and oppressed, yet the Lord has, you know, put upon them this, this anointing of joy and gladness. And these are the weapons with which they're going to overcome the evil one. And 
scripture talks about that the mountains will be filled with songs of joy, songs of praise. And where are those songs going to come from? You know, it's the songs from those who have been in this darkness. The Lord's called them out and given them a new song to sing. You know, no longer sorrow or sadness or pain, but they're going to be, you know, singing the song of redemption that the Lord brought them out with a mighty hand and they're going to declare his powerful works. It's so powerful, Jesse and and Jody. So I'm going to take a, a rare step here. Uh, I don't call myself a prophet, but I'll tell you, I have strongly believed something for a long time. And I'm going to give my thoughts on this of where we are and where we're going. And it's going to come with a bit of a warning. So first of all, I believe right now the time we are in is paralleling Exodus. I, if By the way, if you don't think you're a slave, you're wrong. You are a slave right now. Unless you have so much money and you've lived such a great life that you have absolute freedom. And there's probably a few people out there that do it. Most people are enslaved by the system. I believe that we are going to be set free by the Lord. I believe we are going to come into a time of prosperity. Just like when you were talking about Ruth, that's what inspired me to say this. And, But I think the danger is, just like when, when the Jews were released from slavery, they went, Moses went away, and they started, you know, they had all this wealth, they didn't need God. And they made some mistakes, and they paid for the mistakes. Instead, I would say, then we go into a parallel time of Joseph where instead of living lavishly on God's provision, we are to steward it and we're, because we're gonna need it. Uh, I think the time is short. The end of the book is written. Uh, we are in end days. I don't think, I think we're just about to come into Revelation, uh, but you know, the enemy will rise. And it's quite possible. Look, it's been the end days since the clock started ticking and God, created that new creature, the God-man. That's when the clock really started ticking. And it's for this time that we need to be prepared. So be humble, exalt the name of the Lord, and all will be good. Any final last words, Cody? Yeah, it's been a pleasure. Thank and we are all, we're all drawn together here you know, right now, like we're doing on this show and the people listening, we are all soldiers for Jesus Christ. Read the Bible with your hearts, not just your mind, but feel it like Jeff was talking about earlier. Open up and feel, let that light, that higher spiritual guidance come to you. Stay connected to Jesus Christ. Bring his light down. Bring it into our lives. That's what we need to do. We need to hold that light in our lives with all the traffic problems and economic problems and COVID and all the other things we face in our daily life, the rent payments, the mortgage, all the stuff. Don't connect to that. Instead, hold that light. Hold Christ's light in your heart. Whatever you do, shine it. Shine that light to everyone you meet and be a pillar of light. Be a soldier for him. Because he's coming back, and we're preparing the ground 
for him to return. And we are all here now for this fight. This is a fight between light and dark. And Jesse's talking about some of the tools and some of the things that can be used that we barely scratched the surface of all this today. But um, I picture Jesus Christ every day. I picture him on that cross and the things that he did for us. And I hope that one day, you know, I can even come half to be half the man he was to face that kind of stuff he faced. But he proved to us that redemption's real. He proved to us that exactly what Satan was. He put himself, you know, over his fear and he stayed connected to the love of God and Satan can't touch that. The Dark Ones, the CIA, KGB, none of them can touch that. Like we say in Luke, you know, they can kill your body, but they can never harm your soul. So I'm proud to be with you guys. We're all soldiers for Jesus Christ. Well, I'm really honored to have you on the program today, both Jody and uh, and Cody and, and Jesse, as always, uh, my partner in crime here. Listen, uh, you know, becoming a Christian isn't a, a sign of weakness, which is perceived to be. It's actually the greatest strength and it's the greatest courage, it's the greatest power in the universe. So I highly suggest you look it up. The website to go to is lightonconspiracies.com slash Cody. Also go to Jesse's and please support her as well. Illuminatethedarkness.com. You've been listening to Right On Radio. It's so important you like, subscribe, and share this. Look, this information gets suppressed. We've had technical attacks. We've been censored. We've had threats, all kinds of things. But we're going to keep going. But we need your help. This is your time to take action. And some of your action is just telling a friend to listen to this, sharing it, being bold to share it. Oh, what if people think that I'm a Christian or something if I share it. Get over it, coward. Get in the fight. Your life depends on it. These Luciferians think you're food, just so you know. Anyways, you've been listening to Right On Radio. Please like, subscribe, and share. And as always, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor, and make a difference in your community.
Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on radio.